Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Extreme Hardware Podcast. Today we have a more rotund house than usual. Haha, <laughs> yes. Rotund. I, I didn't even call you fat yet. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> over in the left-hand corner, taking up the entire wall, we have Chris. Yeah, this is cyberbullying. I'm not going to stand for it. <laughs> Over in the right-hand corner, devouring a giant pizza, considering that it's National Pizza Day, we have our hooved man, Frick. Hello, how are you? And disappointingly laid on the floor, we have Simmons. Yay. And actually, that's about it, apart from myself. Hello. So, moving on to tech, I suppose. Yeah, what are we doing <laughs> Away today? Away from Chris's heft, we, uh... <laughs> yeah, hefty lad. So which one do you want to start with? Um, well, the 3990X got released uh, a few days ago. And yes. uh, that's a pretty big boy processor. 64 cores, Threadripper. I know uh, you are our resident Threadrippian here. <laughs> yeah, Simmons has a 1900X because he's an idiot and bought the 8 core. Yes, this and correct. So, what do you think about this 64 core, um, as some would call it, behemoth? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, honestly, it, we were expecting this at some point. Um, it's basically the 3970x double the cores um, um no no it's not even basically a 3970x it's basically the the entry level uh epic cpu the uh i'm not sure i'd call it entry level at all well, also well, i wouldn't compare it to epic either but no no no, no 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 this this uh this cpu is basically the equivalent of oh it's the epic 7702p Thank you. Uh, the, like the only differences between them is obviously a higher base clock and turbo clock. Um, instead of octa-channel memory, you get quad-channel memory. And instead of 128 PCI Express lanes, you have 88 PCI Express lanes, if I am remembering that correctly. Um, it's a very fascinating chip. Also, uh, Epic allows for two processor systems. Um, Although the P processors are single socket only. Right, and then the um, the Threadripper does not support that at all, which no surprise there. I'm very excited about the CPU. Um, the The biggest issue I have with it per se is um, you cannot use unbuffered uh, ECC RAM with it. Wait, you can't use any ECC? Uh, I just believe I, I, I know believe it won't do registered. Yeah, that's what it is. You can use unbuffered, but you can't use buffered. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're limited to like 256 gigs of RAM versus like two terabytes on Epic per socket, which yeah. is uh, and, not so, very good. And, and RAM. I guess my big my biggest issue with that specifically is, um, I mean, it's just it's this weird segmentation where you have to decide because like, obviously if you're get, getting this system, it's probably for a multi-user based system um, or a, a like a, an entry level like not even an entry level. Uh, multi-user virtualized system um it's just you now have to make a decision do you want processor speed or do you want lots and lots of ram 
And that I guess that's the only weirdness with it. Uh, aside from that, I am very happy that the CPU is on the market. I'm hoping other right, uh, Threadripper 3 stuff starts coming down in price. Yeah, this thing's out. <laughs> I think we're supposed to be seeing, I mean, it fits in the lineup, but it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, a uh, 3980X with 48 cores could exist. But yeah. I'm not sure they'll do that. They don't even have a 48-core uh, single socket Epic. Um, it goes straight from a 32 to 64 on that, so probably um, not. Honestly, the way I see it, 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 it as these 3990Xs are produced and uh, these chips that they're trying to make that are not bidding up to spec, uh, that'll be, probably become the 3980X. I mean, I yeah. give it like maybe like three or three months or four months, and we'll probably get an announcement for that chip. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's also a really big gap. It's like a two thousand dollar gap, but it's more competing with like the uh, the that one three thousand dollar unlock Xeon. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like the most powerful possible single socket chip that can be made. Yeah. Um, downsides with the memory is that wow, this thing is really starved. This is like running single channel on a thirty nine fifty X, right? Or it's like running single channel at half the clock speed on a 3800X or a 3700X. Um, it's really slow per core, which yes. is not a good thing. Um, there are like there are some applications that can use that, but it's kind of limited. And um, I, I was going to say the other the other big issue with it per se is. Um, oh, shoot. What? What? Oh, and that train of thought is gone. I'll I'll find it here in a moment. Yeah, <laughs> you. But speaking um, just in part of that, um, by the way, it does have 88 PCIe lanes, but only 72 are usable. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It has 64 PCIe lanes, four of which link up to the chipset, and mm -hmm. they're they're counting platform PCI Express lanes. It, it's the Intel thing all over again. We're like Southbridge and Northbridge are considered the same. Uh, I think before launch, they said it was supposed to have like a uh, Gen 4 by 8 uplink between the uh, CPU and chipset. I haven't seen that. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, like platform PCIe lanes, it's a lot of shit. Like it's not false advertising, but it's very misleading to equate them. Oh shit, what happened? Oh, uh, Simmons died. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I, my Discord decided to crash for a moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Nice. Did you click the green button? No. No. Oh, God. <laughs> if there's a green button update during a podcast, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, do have, I do have one, but that would be funny. Simmons, click it. Click it. No, um, no, no. no. I, I, I actually want to talk about this topic. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, other fun stuff about new Threadripper. Um, Anantech did some, um, some testing because Threadripper is a very big boy. It has 128 logical processors in one socket. Windows, apparently, I didn't realize this, um, is actually doing like product segmentation between the different versions. Uh, it's doing it based partly on like supported number of processors in a system. Oh, it's always done that, but it's only really come into play now. Well, so I'm not talking about sockets, though. I'm talking about cores. I didn't actually realize they did that. Like, you, there's an upper limit on the number of cores that you can have on, mm -hmm. like, Windows 10 Home that you could pretty easily run into with some of this hardware. Um, but, yeah, like, Anantech found measurable differences 
between um uh windows 10 enterprise and windows 10 pro like mm -hmm. enterprise was in some benchmarks about 10 percent faster uh, additionally, Windows 10 Pro without hyperthreading was in some cases about 10% hyper, uh, ugh, sorry, 10% faster than Windows 10 Pro uh, with hyperthreading. So turning off SMT uh, actually improved performance there, which is odd, but also I guess I get it. It's all in software. Um, and frankly, like here's the deal. Either A, your pirating or effectively pirating windows by buying from like r slash hardware software swap or whatever uh that shut down didn't it because people were selling pirated keys um you're, you're either getting your windows through really shady means or you're actually buying it but in either case that's so little money when you're building a system with a four thousand dollar cpu that it basically does not matter right so it for a while if you already had like a windows 7 license Oh, you can still get it for free if I remember correctly. Yeah, like, they, they, they haven't shut down that system. You can just jam in an old Windows 7 key and then it just works magically. Yeah. Oh, really? oh yeah. they said they were going to shut it down, but then... Um, they, yeah. but they never really actually turned off the, the system. And if you call customer support, they just help you with it. They, they, they kind of give you a slap on the wrist. It's like, well, you were supposed to have... Not, I, I, I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I didn't understand. I'm I'm not really good at this computer. I'm sorry, stuff. sir. I can't read. Does that apply for consumers, or if you're like like yeah. an IT like assistant admin, you have like 15 copies? Can you still do that? Yeah. I mean, oh. you're probably not going to get away with it at like a big enough organization. Frank, why do you have 15 copies of Windows? I didn't say that. Who said that? System admin? What's that? Wait, no, does, this, wait, Frick, does, this mean you're, does this mean you're actually going to upgrade your system? Hey, Frick, when are you going to get copy and paste to work? <laughs> Works. It's, it's always worked. Uh -huh. I, don't, uh -huh. I don't believe you. And I'll paste something right now. No, because, well, like, okay, it's an authentication server that I have. It would make, if I'm Microsoft, it would make sense to get as many people onto Windows 10 as possible and make it as easy as possible. So I don't know why they would shut it down, to be honest. Well, especially with the, I, I think, especially with that big RDP vulnerability and Microsoft cut off the support for Windows 7 officially, like, I think they're going to keep it going just for the fact that, uh, guys, can you please upgrade your system so you can, uh, oh, we did a the big RDP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, before I, I did, I did remember that uh, thought that I lost a little bit ago. But um, yeah, uh, there's a noticeable issue where uh, the Windows scheduler just does not handle a, a greater than 64 threads correctly. <laughs> yeah, um, you can't. You have to explicitly program for it for the scheduler to just acknowledge it. And that is because uh, Windows will use, it divides every 64 logical processors, cores, threads, whatever, um, into processor groups. And leaving a processor group and going to a different one is rather tricky, and the software needs to be made aware of it. So that that's why that's in place. Didn't it get, didn't they like massively improve the scheduler recently though? Probably. They, they did, but then something, uh, I know my brother was having issues with, um, oh shoot, he he just recently purchased a 30, I think a 30, oh shoot, it's the the 12 core 3000 3900 series. 3900X. No, 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 it was, it was like a 3900X, 30. 3 12 core. 
Is that the one? Well, regardless, he got one of those and something broke with one of the, uh, the most recent Windows updates with it. Yeah, Basically, if happens. he rolled back to a previous version of Windows, it worked fine. Um, he found that out the hard way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hit or miss, and we know that they're actively improving because a lot of people are buying 3000 series uh, Ryzen right now. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, not necessarily Ryzen 3000. Ryzen 4000 isn't much better. I'll probably get a used chip, but I am thinking about upgrading uh, sometime soon-ish. I mean, I'm probably not going to upgrade my, my 1900X until... Yeah, of course you aren't. Well, no, not until the 3960X is more affordable. I can't justify well, that cost. You can get it for now. Like, isn't it like $2,000? <laughs> no, the 3960X is still like $700. Oh, yeah, that's like entry-level Threadripper. That's... Yep. Wait, 30, which, which one? Hang on, which one? The Just 20, one? That's the 24 core 48 thread. You, you do mean Threadripper when you say 3960X. Yeah, yeah. am I okay. confused? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That. That's accurate. I'm just making sure that you got no, it right. No, no, 700 sounds all over that. Yeah. No. Because I'm going to be. Uh, let me check. It's oh no. 20, my, my apologies. It's fourteen hundred dollars. I was going to say <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, basically, until I see that processor dip well into the three-digit range again, I am not, or at all, I'm not going to upgrade. It's it's not worth it. Like thread a thread ripper two doesn't make any sense. You should uh, try getting money. I I will be doing that soon, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, moving on from the 3990X and uh, Simmons's weird obsession with Threadripper. Fine. <laughs> Microsoft says they don't consider that they um that Sony and Nintendo are competitors for the Xbox anymore. <laughs> That's not what they said at all, Alex. Stop <laughs> trolling, intentionally misreading things. I'm gonna hit you in the face. Fake news. Why okay. why is this from the BBC? Why are we um, looking at the BBC here? Nobody knows gaming Chris, better than no, you know what, Chris? <laughs> You're reading this article now. Am yeah, I? Yeah. I'm playing Factory. Not, Fine. I'll I don't care. <laughs> You're reading this article now. Microsoft. Live on the podcast. All right, here we go. Here's the headline. The headline is Xbox says Nintendo and Sony no longer main rivals. Microsoft <laughs> no longer sees PlayStation maker Sony and Nintendo as the biggest competition for its <laughs> Xbox platform. Bill <laughs> Spencer, Microsoft's head of gaming. What's that? I thought I was reading this, Alex. <laughs> what? Okay. I don't think anybody's <laughs> stopping you. <laughs> Alex was trying to interrupt me. Phil Spencer, <laughs> Microsoft's head of gaming, says he now considers Amazon and Google as his top rivals because of their cloud computing infrastructure. Cloud gaming tackles some common frustrations experienced by players, but introduces some issues of its own. But Mr. Spencer says his traditional rivals, Nintendo and Sony, were out of step with the future of gaming. When you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them, but we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors going forward, he told Protocol, a new technology news website. That's not to disrespect Nintendo and Sony, but the traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of position. Or in other words, Phil Spencer is a big dummy who thinks that cloud gaming is actually Relevant. workable. Yeah, I still don't see it being workable, but uh, a lot of stupid console fanboys got angry. They didn't get angry about it. They got they smug got about it. They got really smug about it. Like, oh, look at that. Microsoft says the Xbox is worse than the PlayStation. Like, no, that's not what they said at all. What they said is there's a brand new kind of game console and experience that they are now competing with. 
because cloud gaming is a thing now. Yeah, every, everybody uh, misread that and I was like, Microsoft thinks that Sony and Nintendo are old fashioned. Well, I mean, to be fair, Nintendo is pretty outdated. I mean, I mean, they are, yes, but the, the problem yeah, is Nintendo that keep, they've got the they've got more. the market that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think that's a that's a fair assessment. But if you're gonna look at the one thing that both Sony and Microsoft do well, I, I mean, now you gotta you gotta think about okay, now Nvidia and Google are tantamount to rivals of Microsoft. I don't. I've I've used Stadia a couple of times, and by the way. Google hasn't posted anything new about Stadia since it launched. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. They posted like no, nothing significant update. Yeah, because because it exists and it didn't work really well. But they'll just they're going to support it forever because that's how they be. They're they're not going to support it forever. They they supported Google Plus for years. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) Frank, that's the key word. Supported. They killed it off eventually. Here's the deal. Um, when uh, Stadia got announced and they were like talking up the uh, the specs for it, it was like, oh, we got this much teraflops of GPU and this many CPU cores and this much cash in each node, which was like, honestly, a very silly amount of information if you think about it for a friggin' cloud gaming service. Um, they, I think I figured it out. It was like, one particular Vega GPU and just a basic Intel, um, basic Intel Xeon. Like, if you look at the hardware, this isn't gaming hardware. This is AI hardware. This is for machine learning. And they're mm-hmm. just experimenting with their cloud gaming on top of it. Because if Stadia flops, it doesn't matter at all. Because that's probably not what this hardware was intended for in the first place. That's my conspiracy. I don't know if what it's accurate. What are you but... talking about? Stadia is the future. Oh, yeah, you're right. Just so I, ch- I checked out just to make sure. Apparently, a few days ago, there was a new update to Stadia. And they're announcing a free tier that's going to be coming soon. <laughs> Oh in boy! Oh boy! In, That's in, what we want. in a few months, so <laughs> there you go. There's your supposed to be free tier at launch. What are you talking about? I don't Stadia. Think... Do I need hardware to play on Stadia? Because I've got an iPhone, and you need Google Chrome at least. What? Yeah. Oh boy! Let's install a web browser to play video games. What is this like? grade school in 2004 i got i gotta play my free well, math game streaming it i mean yeah i know but they could have like a client at least they could at least try to not look like a flash game site with the witcher or something that's why they killed flash oh yeah oh that's, actually that, you know that, that it all came down to that's this. a perfect that's a perfect segue actually because um and i and i don't have a link for this but uh there's a big archive uh push right now that's uh they're basically uh capturing all these old flash games that just oh yeah i anymore. saw that there's like uh how many of them did they make there were like thirty thousand games or something in there it's it's up to yeah 40, it's like forty thousand. i i think it's like 300 gigs worth of these flash games if not double that yeah uh can you actually play them because i tried to find some old um what? Yeah, no. So what oh. they what I think they were doing was they were uh, they're basically building a launcher for them. Ooh. It's already made. No, it's called Flashpoint. That's yeah, the, that's uh, the one. It's by uh, Blue Maxima. 
Um, and now it works really well. I was playing some uh, some mini golf games earlier with it. It's awesome. <laughs> it works. Really <laughs> That's well. great. Not only does it work with uh, with Flash, but it also works with like Shockwave games as well. Oh, oh sweet. Really? Um, can you plug in your own? Because I found an old archive of like a bunch of uh, Lego games because I wanted to play Junkbot, but I couldn't get it to work. It's all. It's just go to bloopmaxima.org and it's all on there. Right. Okay. So. Aha! Uh -huh. Alex doesn't like games. That's all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, he's not a gamer like us. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I probably shouldn't finish that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please control yourself for once. This is literally everyone bullies Alex the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's fun, and we get repeat listeners. Maybe. <laughs> we only bully Chris offline. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not even accurate. <laughs> Nah, he bullied me. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. Yeah. Yeah, tell us me. about your food, your entire food consumption yesterday. Oh, oh please so... don't. He's going to say things he shouldn't say. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. I don't care. Just go for okay, it. Okay, so yesterday I started the day with a hearty breakfast from Macker's, a.k.a. McDonald's. Um, I had four hotcakes and a hash brown and a biscuit and two things of chocolate milk. And it worked out to about 1,200 calories, mostly carbs. Uh, I I had How a macchiato from Starbucks. That was my lunch. That was basically my lunch. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think I tried to get like reduced sugar syrup so I didn't go into a coma, although I could have also given up. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, and then for dinner, uh, we ordered pizza. So I had some Pizza Hut breadsticks. And I was thinking about having some Cinestics, but I didn't because it was my brother's birthday. So we had a cake and I ate two large slices of cake. And then I woke up this morning and my stomach felt worse than I than it has after a hangover from way too much. Rum. Yeah, please. Thank you for not uh, using the descriptors <laughs> you provided earlier. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't post photos. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a subreddit for that, actually. I'm sure there <laughs> is. No, no, we're, we're done here. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. He called us once when he was in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that was last oh, yeah, he did. Moving on to Tech Talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, TED Talks. <laughs> um. Our sponsors, diabetes medication. <laughs> New from Procter & Gamble, insulin for 500 bucks a vial. Oh, all right. So Chris, that's uh, topical. It, if you got diabetes, I think you would find it funny. Like you would play it off as a meme. Diabetes for the meme. It's gonna. He's just gonna be rolling around the subway, singing about how he has no legs. No, like gen, gen, <laughs> If you got diagnosed with diabetes, I think in the doctor's office, the first thing you'd say would be. Lol. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an articulated lol. Stop making that noise. You sound like a kettle. He's ready. He's cuddle. There we go. That's all I need. I'm good. Okay. Goodness. I made mistakes um, yesterday. Chris, you make mistakes every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is you're right. But we accept you for it. That was very large mistakes. Yeah, very large mistake. 
Speaking of a very large mistake. (laughs) I'm curious as to where you're going with this one. (laughs) Uh, Tesla has remotely removed autopilot from a secondhand customer's well, I suppose a customer. Musk who's... swatted a former employee. He's a man child. <gasps> also, he claims Chris, that pedagogy is a funny Chris, insult South Chris, Africa. Chris, okay, okay, you're done with that now. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. all I had to contribute there. No, I, I realize this is good to get it out of your system. Now yeah. you're done with that. You can go back to Alex is like, I'm gonna edit it all out anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Going back to it, Tesla remotely removed autopilot from a customer's used vehicle. Um, so the guy bought the car secondhand. It had autopilot on the uh, Model S, I believe, 75D. And um, they did a quote-unquote audit of their stock of what should and shouldn't have autopilot, I'm guessing. And uh, his car wasn't actually supposed to have autopilot when it was sold to the previous owner. So they removed it remotely. And um, that's pretty, pretty rude, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, cars, they're phones with wheels now. Yeah, he bought it from a third party dealer, um, I suppose directly from Tesla, because it was on an auction in November of 2019. And yeah, was that the um, option they added the autopilot feature to demo it? And they meant to remove it, but didn't. Mm. Uh, the third-party dealer bought the car, sold it as having the autopilot feature because it did at the time, and then and Tesla it, did the audit and found that it had uh, autopilot when it shouldn't have had. And because Tesla has such a weirdly culty fan base, uh, that's not going to do much for their PR, is it? No, I've seen a lot of people defending Tesla doing this on Reddit. Uh, It's just business, guys. It's just business advertise a feature and then yoink it. You're just going to spout random stuff. Andrew, what would people on Reddit say? How how were they defending this choice? Uh, By saying it wasn't added on purpose. like They added it by accident and just forgot to remove it. And how uh, these features are neat and we should be grateful for them. I, I love the defense of something like this, where it's, to be frank, it's very clear cut in terms of like, if Toyota accidentally sold you the Mac, this happens actually a lot. If they accidentally sold you like a hardware feature, they literally could not remove it. But because this is software, that's no, the but, issue. But so take it into software. Um, you can get cruise control as an option, right? That's essentially just a software thing to keep the um, car at a single speed or radar, I suppose, is actually harder, but just cruise control, right? Keep it at a single speed. All the stuff's going to be in there. It's just going to be the ECO, ECU programming or telling it it can or cannot do it. Mm-hmm. And probably the button. Let's just assume the button is there anyway, or it's like through the infotainment or something. Toyota or whoever wouldn't retroactively actively remove it. I don't think they'd ever even audit it to see if a car came with it or not, because it doesn't really cost them anything. No, but to I do think it's it. one of the situations that uh, the the precedent that Tesla is just doing that now. I think uh, as more of these uh, various other manufacturers' vehicles are just fully integrated uh, Internet of Things devices. I feel like oh, this is going God. to stop. Hey, hey, just remember, just remember the S in IoT stands for security. 
There's no S, you idiot. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm just going to delete that section of the you podcast. Know, you know, <laughs> that was actually a great joke. Yeah, I didn't come up with it. I figured. <laughs> Did you and Cynical plan this before the show? No. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, you're right. Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah, no, it was, it was very thank, nice execution, Chris. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it, Reddit. <laughs> so my, my favorite bit about um, Tesla's advertising actually is that I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you know those big sheets they put on cars? Um, they do it like mainly in America where it says, like, these are the options that are featured at. This is the MPG it gets. This is what you're saving per yeah. year for the. It actually gives an MPG for electric cars on there. We talked about this. <laughs> So well, we don't talk yeah. about it on the podcast, I don't oh, think. Oh, right, yeah. No, no can, I think we've ranted about this a lot offline. You can yeah. kind of convert it from uh, the amount of energy that it uses based on the energy of a gallon of gasoline. But no, what? that's no. not how that works. I was going to say, the only way that I could see you making that comparison, if you were doing like a comparison of like the amount of fuel utilized to produce the kilowatts in the vehicle, but that's also a well, different thing that relies right. on grid power as well so yeah. that can be anywhere from all of it to none of it does that mean that they have different specifications for this it gets nuts no so just out of curiosity i went on a i went on the tesla subreddit to read about those comments on this article this is the yeah. top rated, this is the top rated comment right now that we're talking about this tesla can't have their cake and eat it too when it comes to licensing their software Either we accept that the FSD license is granted the, to the person who originally paid for it, in which case you are entitled to continue using it without any and all uh, with with any and all Teslas you buy in the future, or we agree that FSD is a feature tied to the car that it was originally activated for, in which case it's fully transferable to secondhand buyers. I hope this guy takes Tesla to court. That's the top rated comment. Why not? Oh, hey, he bought a Tesla. He can't take him to court. It's forced arbitration because that's legal. Yep. Uh, that's very strange what is it it's distinctly american what is fsd is that the name for the autopilot i think it's autopilot fsd please something drive oh full self-driving oh yeah didn't they get in trouble for calling it autopilot so they just basically called it they cannot pilot in another term self-driving sounds even more like it just drives itself than autopilot does Everybody in this and everybody in this comment section is saying sue them, sue Tesla. This sucks. Well, yeah, you should. Well, of course, of, of course, they're going to keep saying that. That's that's just that's Reddit for you in a nutshell. Yeah, but it's a no. Tesla subreddit. That's yeah. No, that's what's so out. interesting about it. Even the diehards in this subreddit are saying sue them, and I think that's, that's what makes it so significant. That's true. But but then you know what's going to end up happening is they're going. Well, clearly you did not read the read the terms of service that we covered in this contract where uh, blah 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 is not transferable. See, the, my my biggest issue with it is really a, the the way they're describing it is kind of like saying that the licensing to use this pseudo autopilot is handled like a video game license. But the issue is is that you have to purchase it once. Per, or one time per vehicle rather than hey i bought it on this system so you can't use it on this other system I, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me <laughs> yeah but even then uh simmons if you buy a video game this isn't nintendo 
I, hell, Nintendo got so much backlash for their former uh, digital game policy, which was they were non-transferable. It was locked to the console. Yeah. Uh, but even then, it was locked to the console. So if you bought a used 3DS or something, it could come bundled with games. Uh, right. And if you have an account, then you can use that on any system that you own. You just have to sign in. So again, it's either... You can either do it per person or you can do it per vehicle. You, you can't do it both. That's yeah. not how, just like how out of touch like Tesla or Nintendo as, are as a company because this exact thing happened. It, when it's not out, out of touch, though. No, it's, the it's trying to make as much money as possible. Thing. Yeah. With this, where you had to use like a downloadable code to, they were gonna be like, oh, you launch, you can't have used games anymore. It's always tied to an account using this code, and that's it. And they got lambasted for that. And then Nintendo yeah. and Tesla do the same, principally the same thing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Nintendo's just a weird darling for reason reasons I don't understand. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really weird because the idea of owning things more and more is just kind of starting to go away. Like, yeah. Just, Wasn't there a story a well, while ago about how Intel would be able to like remotely disable certain features of your CPU? Yeah, they tried remote like basically purchasing a license to use hyperthreading. Uh, there was one <laughs> CPU, I think this was back in the uh, the Clarkdale era. Um, you could upgrade from a Pentium to an i3. It would unlock hyperthreading and give it a like 100 megahertz overclock. Uh, it was only supported on a very few number of laptops. And it quickly went away because nobody actually bought it. But yeah, that was a thing that they did because you're not really buying a physical item per se. I mean, yes, you are, but you're more buying a spec sheet. You're not buying a piece of like photolithographically etched silicon. You're buying the idea of a CPU that can hit X megahertz and has Y megabytes of cache and Z threads in some sense like i'm not really sure how to put that more clearly but so, uh yeah in a more, technology that's what it was in a uh, in another more literal sense of not owning things like software as a service hardware as a service yeah um if you look at media distribution it's now like spotify and netflix instead of cds and dvds so mm -hmm. it's worrying yeah, I hate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you own like, and I think the same argument was being made a while ago when people had like video games or something or like CDs and music. Even if you own a physical copy of it, that doesn't mean you own what's on the disc. That means you own a license to use it. Yeah. It was, oh no, I mean, just look at uh, last week, Disney or not Disney, but a uh, a legal firm acting on behalf of Disney. Um, since <laughs> they they sent like. Uh, whatchamacallit, they sent a bill to an elementary school for $250 for a public showing of The Lion King, by which I mean a parent bought a copy of The Lion King and showed it to their kid's class. And that was a public exhibition, and now the school owes Disney money for, like, that licensing fee. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the CEO of Disney apologized for that, but yes. Oh, there's it's, actually a follow-up? That's good. Shouldn't but, have done it. Yeah, the, still, the context is not great. Yeah, it doesn't look good. But uh, yeah, no, that's just a thing. That's a thing that happens. Um, because, yeah, no, Frick, you're absolutely right. You own 
the disc. You own the piece of plastic. You're not really allowed to do anything with it beyond using it as a Frisbee. Frisbee, of course, being trademarked by Mattel or whoever. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it gets even, it, I mean, once you get into the whole streaming aspect of it, since you brought that up, like showing it and exhibiting it, exhibitioning it, there was yeah, another. There was a whole other uh, thing that came up recently about on Twitch, certain developers, if you're streaming a game, they can just copy strike you immediately. Yeah. And yeah, even that, and even that's like, you own a license for it, but you're not allowed to like distribute it even when you're streaming it, which is like, oh my God, that's a whole other can of worms. And developer, like there's a lot of pushback on that in regards to like, oh, it's fair use. I mean, is it though? Because you are uncritically showing the thing like yeah but then if you're providing really commentary famous? to it it's the same thing like movie reviews go by it's the same well principle. no it's not the same as a movie review uh it would be like you know how riff tracks distributes like the audio only they don't distribute an edited version of the film with their audio like in the sound files of that movie it's because they don't have the rights to the movie they're allowed to, you know, talk about it. And under fair use, they can refer to like trademarked or copyrighted characters because, yeah, why not? Uh, that's transformative. But they can't just like talk about whatever, slap their audio on it, and then just download like an MP4 of the film. Right. But then, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, this goes into a whole, we'll be here all day because then you get into like parody law and like modification and like that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I mean, legality or not, you're not going to beat Disney in a lawsuit. Let's be real. It's, it's very, <laughs> very complicated to put it to you like that. And that's the unfortunate thing about um, the American law system. Just be bigger and have more money and you'll win. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's how a lot of these big companies win. If you, uh, a while ago, I mean, I, okay, I, I won't. Swim, you know, someone who isn't me was uh, got a couple of notices from a certain company about downloading a certain thing. And uh, it turns out this particular law firm, these notices were sent out to everybody who downloaded a certain thing. We don't, we don't need to talk about what it was or when it was done. It's just And of course, it's peer-to-peer -peer sharing, so they have a no, list of the I'm peers. And... Point is, something got All sent right. to someone saying, you downloaded this. Or actually, better example, something got sent to someone saying you bought this counterfeit good because that, that actually did happen. Uh, I bought this good from Wish, right? Um, and it was like, oh, it was a replica of this shoe, right? This certain specific shoe. I got <laughs> a notice from a law firm and the law firm says, hey, look, you infringed on Adidas's trademark or like copyright or something you have to pay us $500. Like, this is the fine for $500. This is what you owe us. Um, this is I what don't you think that even works for, like, the buyer of a digital good. Well, Does no, that no, even I'm hold not, up I'm legally? Not, I'm, so oh, they, did the seller? The, well, no, it was a law firm on behalf of this of Adidas that sent me the letter saying you purchased uh, counterfeit goods or something like that, and now you owe us $500. Because here's the thing. And it was really sneaky how they did it. They can't find me for buying this because number one, they don't know if I bought it. Yeah. Or number two, they have no idea who did or how it was shipped to me. Right? They, they, they can't do that. What they can try to do is when they, first of all, they took it away. They uh, destroyed it supposedly when it was delivered. But what they can do is they charge me for having it be stored. So basically it got to uh, the airport or wherever it got to. 
the they called customs called up some like lawyer from Adidas. The lawyers and the legal team from Adidas came to the airport. Supposedly, they picked up that good, destroyed it, and then said, "Hey, look, you owe us two hundred fifty dollars for storing it because apparently the few hours they kept it counts as storage." And that's wow. what the drug he has. That's um, fascinating. Yeah, so that's the, I got I got a, uh, a little notice for that, and I'm like. The second I saw that, I was like, this is this is garbage. Like, this is Scare Tactics 101. I don't have mm-hmm. to do anything because they can't prove I did anything. Um, but, like, that's what I'm seeing now. And I looked into it, and a lot of companies do this. Like, a lot of law firms will send these scare letters to people if they download a file or they order something that's counterfeit, and people will pay it because they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've actually gotten one of those scare things as well for um... – Andrews has gotten one for watching TV without a license. Oh, no, I got this at the time in in South Africa as well. Oh, no, I've got loads of those, actually. South Africa. Do you have TV licenses in South Africa? Or do you just need, like, that kind of... Most countries have Yeah, no, that's why, like, I I realize you guys find it odd, but I never found it odd because South Africa has TV licensing. And it's it's a dumb way to put it. It's not a license... People that think it's a license have a very smooth brain. But, yeah, I wish I had one of those. But um, yeah, no, it's just basically they want to charge you basically for cable, if you will, we'll put it yeah. in an American term. Yep. And uh, I remember them going into my dad's office, and my dad had a lot of computers which have screens. And um, the TV guy. Do. TV guy was like, you got a lot of TVs here. And he was like, yep, got a lot of computers here, not TVs. And he said, well, you're going to need a license for every one of those screens or those TVs. And uh, basically he said he needed to get like 160 TV licenses. <laughs> Jeez. And he was like, okay, that's nice. Um, if you send me a letter, I'm just going to tear it up, but you can leave now. You may leave my office or I will call the police. You'll find the more official something looks, the more people get freaked out by it. Oh, I love the thing when, I don't know if they do this still or if they've been like not allowed to do this anymore, but they used to put things in like letters that either looked like government letters or like in a big red letter or a black oh, letter yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you know? yeah. And it'd say like on the outside, say like, Oh, that you can see through that clear piece of plastic. It would be like important mm. contents inside, or <laughs> or some crap like that. Or um, the other oh. ones to try and make you feel like you owe money as well to open it. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Now that gets into the whole. So okay, I don't know if if you know this, Simmons. I'm sure you you will very soon. But <laughs> in America, if you have like debt, let's like let's say you have like credit card debt or some sort of debt, right? Why would Simmons know that soon? The, well, He's a I mean, rich a lot boy. of people, a lot no, of people. Not. Yeah. Like shut, up, shut up, Simmons. You are a rich boy. Yeah, you're poor. I, I'm going to eat you up. Is like, the first thing, what, what do they call it? Like C1s or like boots get is like a giant truck that they can't afford and they go in debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, oh, uh, one of the I things. My, uh, it was bonus and... He's getting a giant Honda Civic and he's going to go into debt. <laughs> it's always Yay. a dark charger. It's always like a dark charger or an F-150. Um <laughs> So yeah, so it's, oh, the subreddit is called Just Boot Things. It's pretty great. Anyway, so what will happen is in America, let's say I have $10,000 worth of debt, okay? Um, now, mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. If I just don't pay it, right? Let's say I, I don't pay it, I miss my payments, whatever. 
I just ignore it. What they're going to do is first, the interest rate's going to go up, right? So it's going to keep compounding and compounding and compounding. So that 10,000 goes to like 12 or 15 or 20 over time, right? Eventually, it's going to get turned over to collections. Now, collections is where things get real interesting. Because here's what people don't know about the debt system in America. Once that goes to collections, you are basically in the clear. Because most people are like, oh, it's a collections. I have to pay it. Number one, uh, if they have laws about how many times collection agents can actually call you to badger you to pay it, and if they call too much, you can actually sue them and get a lot of your debt erased. So that's interesting. The second thing is even if that doesn't happen, right, even if that gets thrown out of court or like they don't call that much, what will eventually happen is they will say, hey, look, we noticed you haven't paid this debt in like years and years. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to settle this 10,000, 20,000 debt with you for whatever you can pay. And now, here's where you can get real, real nice. You can say, well, they'll ask you, how much can you pay a month? You're like, well, you know, I'm going through a whole lot of things right now, man. I don't know, I can maybe do three, five bucks a month, and they'll accept it. The reason being, as long as you're trying to make an effort to pay this debt, you can effort for whatever you want, and they'll settle. They're going to do something called debt settlement. Essentially, what that ten thousand to fifteen thousand is going to go down to like two or three, if not less. And eventually, that just gets wiped. As long as you make an effort to pay, it'll go lower and lower and lower until it's completely wiped. And that's how you can beat the the debt system in this country. There is one downside to it, though, and that is you're going to go bankrupt doing it, and your credit will be destroyed in the process. Yeah, your but social I, credit score. I figure. I mean, the credit score is a pretty easy thing to game anyway. And even then, you can just like build it back up anyway once you like announce like chapter 11, chapter 7, all that stuff. So for all those wondering that are like drowning in credit card debt, I'm not saying don't pay your debt. So I'm saying on this episode of American Legal <laughs> Addictive. I'm saying Frick. Thanks, Frick. That's way better than everything Dave Ramsey has ever said. <laughs> Learn to negotiate. That's Jesus all I'm saying. Jesus Christ. That's all I'm Frick. Yeah. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> we might need to have a conversation about what we should and should not talk about on the tech podcast. I, I really feel like we should cut this out, but also it's Frick, so I don't feel like anybody actually takes them. So I don't know. Everything I just said is completely legal. There's nothing to claim up. We do not suggest you do this or do I'm not, not saying do this. No, I, like I said, I'm not saying you do it. I'm not saying <laughs> Frick, Frick is not telling you what to do. He is advising of a process which he believes maybe he is aware of. Yeah, he believes he is aware of. 100% routes that you can no, do. Frick, Frick, don't, Frick, don't, no. Frick, it's not 100% legal. Frick believes that it's 100% legal. <laughs> Everything is your opinion there, Frick. Yes, that's right. Yes. Speaking of opinions. <laughs> Yeah, I have them. I also have a butthole. What's your point? Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Buttholes. They're like opinions. Everyone has them. (laughs) Anyway. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Chris, do you like stonks? Stonks? Stonks. No, I'm more into honks. I like geese. The no, candy. you don't. They punk. Yeah, I like that. So, stuff a quick one, really, kind of, maybe. Um, did you guys know that Intel's stocks has stonks? A... <laughs> hey, you. Did you know that Intel's stocks are at an all-time high? Neat. Despite the, the 
14 nanometer and 10 nanometer and recycled Skylake and... I yeah, so it's trading issues. at a uh, 20 oh, year high. Um, however, it seems like they're basically just using the recent, I don't even want to call it loophole because it was put into law, stock buybacks uh, ah. in America. Um, they have several different sort of areas or key areas of their business. And if you actually look at their revenue, it's not looking good. So one of the aspects of um, or revenues of Intel's business is their data center group, DCG, which is their biggest. Um, and, you know, server stuff, Xeon stuff or Xenon stuff, if you're 12 years old and forget how to read. <laughs> yeah, Xenon, that's an Xbox chip. And, uh, oh, and, oh, just completely side note, um, you realize the the Intel GPU is XE, and that's the element for Xenon or Xenon. Yeah. So they could have a Xeon and a Xenon. Ugh, I hate this. In a single CPU, I mean a single where, system. Where are you going with this, Alex? Oh, that was just an interesting thing I noticed. <laughs> are you sure it's interesting? <laughs> uh, it is to me. Oh, so, okay. you do chemistry or something, you should be interested about this. Uh, no. That's why he's not amused. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Their year-over-year -year growth, right? Let's. Uh, this is just the server side. So 2015 was about 11%, 2016, 8%, 2017, 10%. 2018 was 20%. 2019 year-over-year -year growth, 2%. Which means, well, very, very tiny compared to the previous years. Um, the income was negative 10.9% for 2019. Is that income or profit? income oh, net God. income oh, aka geez. revenue aka stonks <laughs> um don't forget also in 2019 amd made a huge push into the server market they went yeah. up to five percent market share which is big for a company that has a 50 billion dollar market cap would mm -hmm. compared to intel's 250 billion dollar market cap yeah amd hit like five percent pretty recently which means yeah. for every 19 zeons there is one rome <laughs> that's a lot honestly honestly though yeah especially because it's a new chip um vendors new chip haven't from really a been traditionally untrusted company because well, <laughs> ignore ignore amd's track record for a second it's the fact that it's a new chip. They need to be tested for validation, and not a whole lot of uh, Naples systems were out initially. Like, there weren't a lot of good Naples systems. They only really got good once uh, Rome came out. Are you telling me people didn't buy Opterons? No, not Opterons. Naples was still epic. But yeah, no, nobody really bought Opterons either. Funny enough, uh, Oak Ridge National Laboratory uh, bought... Opterons, the bulldozer ones for, I think, the most powerful supercomputer in the world at the time. Did they really? Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what the, uh, the Titan was named after, the GPU, because it was used in the Titan supercomputer, oh. uh, GK110. <laughs> they used, like, Tesla, Tesla K40s or something. That's actually kind oh, of right. cool. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, some other companies who were partnered with AMD were forced to use bulldozer and Phenom Opterons in their servers. That was funny. Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely not large supercar manufacturers or F1 teams who recently dropped AMD as a sponsor, which is kind of funny. That is also kind of funny. Why? 
I don't know, actually. Uh, AMD went to sponsoring Mercedes F1 instead of uh, Ferrari F1. Oh, no, oh also... They definitely did downgrade. Fun fact, speaking of uh, race cars and um, Opterons, AMD actually made some special bulldozer skews. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. AMD made some special bulldozer skews for um, Ferrari for uh, their, their race car simulations or something. I'm not sure what the difference was. I think it was just like something that was been different or had a feature disabled or something, but it was like... It's based on like an upper limit of uh, performance that a team can have, I think. So it would not they be in the contract. car. It would no, be not in the car. Sim- like for engineering simulations. Yeah, oh. because um, the car has like a standard. The FIA. <laughs> the car cannot issue. fit. The car cannot fit a forty-two U rack. <laughs> well, no, it's more like the FIA give you an ECU, and they're like you use Sim- Alex, whoever you are. <laughs> I am making a junk. Okay, anyway. Uh, uh, don't so, say that. <laughs> uh, one similarly, junk. Similarly, along the lines with Intel's data center group, either down in revenue or not really increasing year over year, it's the exact same for their um, client computing group. Ah, good old client. So, yeah, so that's also from 2018, they were up 8.8%, 2019 up 0.4%. Um, same story for their revenue. So basically, in the numbers of things, Intel doesn't look like it's doing so well lately, which, I mean, if that's a surprise to you, welcome to the last two years, you know. Yeah, Optane didn't do so hot either, and I don't think they can make a whole lot of it. Honestly, um, in Optane not doing so hot kind of makes me upset. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... <laughs> I saw the uh, the price on the uh, the 800p, the little like entry level Optane sticks that are supposed to be used as SSDs. Yeah. Um, they apparently they, they dropped down to like a dollar a gigabyte, but they're really? really hard to find. Yeah, I got mine for like 118 even off uh, Amazon um, for a 118 gigabyte drive because it's Optane, so the capacities are weird. Um, I don't regret doing it. I'm going to use it as my boot drive when I upgrade. Uh, but yeah, it's like really hard to find in the client space. They actually canceled the successor to the 800p, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also the successor, like a new version of Optane Memory that was supposed to come out, got canceled. Um, it's really disappointing because Optane is nifty tech, and I like it. Yeah. Um, this is actually the second Optane drive that I bought because I bought uh, one of the Optane Memory drives, like a 32 gig uh, gumstick, and uh, I've got. Yeah, I've got a Firefox on that, and the internet feels faster now. Good. <laughs> I'm <Awesome>. glad. <laughs> yeah. The internet feels faster. Yes. <laughs> it's a I joke. Am... No, it's not. It actually does uh... feel faster on Optane. My browser feels faster. My uh... DNS. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Look, I'm... Shut up, Simmons. Oh. <laughs> uh... I thought you were going to say I'm an idiot, but... <laughs> yeah, I absolutely am. I'm okay. also using it as a scratch disk, but, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. I just figured I'd put Firefox on it. Right. Speaking of idiotic ideas... <laughs> so, I, like I remember the last podcast... Um, I remember the last podcast I was speaking that EA seems like they're starting to do some decent things with the CNC remaster. Did well, they do the opposite of that? They reminded me that they're still EA. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, yesterday, which is not yesterday, it is like a week ago, 
EA hiked up the price of their games across the board, but only on Steam. <laughs> nice. So, I, essentially, I, I, so, why is this giving quotes in Brazilian rail or whatever it is? Or Silicon. the language of Brazilian. Or the, the Russian Ruskies. So let's take the rail. Um, the Sims 4, sorry, SimCity 4 went from 35, is it real or real? I'm just assuming real in Brazil to 80 real, which is Ooh. a big boy jump. Hang um, on, well, sorry, what were those numbers again? 35 to 80. Oh, gosh, Russia, that's large. That's a yeah. 130% increase. I was going to say, like, were these increases just to cover Valve's cut? But I thought it might be, but no, so that's too high. Example, Mass Effect in Russia went from 800 rubles to 1,700 rubles. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that, that's probably not just to cover Valve's cut, is it? Why? And why in developing countries of all places? Um... The only game not affected was Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order, the game that got EA back on Steam in the first place. Wait, did this happen did this happen only in like developing countries or did it happen in first world ones? Well, um, I'm going to find out for you because the source is garbage. Ow. <laughs> oh, by the way, just while, while you're doing that, I, I found this article real quick and I just want to mention it because this is nuts. Oh god. Um, it's a it's a Tom's hardware article about Cybertex and how they're using monitor brightness to share stolen data from AirGap PCs. This is not, so just real quick. Basically, in a research paper published Tuesday and spotted by the Hacker News, researchers from Ben Gurion University in Israel demonstrated a way to exfiltrate data from AirGap systems by changing monitor brightness levels in ways that are imperceptible to the human eye. Uh, organizations use their oh, AirGap cool. systems, which are con aren't connected to the internet, store most of the devices. Finding ways to compromise the systems and gain access would be uh, better. Da, da, da. Anyway, um, but no, I mean, this is really, really interesting. The tactic yeah. uses malware to collect information from target systems, encode it to binary, and then communicate it via changes to monitor brightness levels. That way, the attacker could simply monitor the, the monitor the monitor to access the data they desired. That's, That's fascinating. Nuts. That is so cool. Well, um, well, so, so that, I mean, it's a known fact that um, you, like, for, like, classified systems, you have to use, or, or, or in classified environments, there's no windows for, like, similar reasons. Yeah, you can also, like, detect uh, sound from, like, vibrations of the glass. Exactly. So, so that's really fascinating that that's spilling over. Wow. Um, I've never heard it because I like I mean, is a thing that like, first of all, I mean, you never hear about that in the mainstream ever. And the fact that it's like, this is just what they just oh, discovered, which oh, makes no, me it, think like, what else is there? That's the thing though. And like the financial sector, that's absolutely a thing. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really say they discovered it more like they had an idea and they found a way to implement it because like all you're doing is very covertly sending data out of the room and well, yep. Yep. All you need is some kind of access to the real world. You need some way to interact with a real physical meat space world, the one mm -hmm. that you can poke with a stick. And all well, monitors a way to do that. You can modify brightness. What can you do with brightness? You can encode data. I mean, that's just just yeah. it, it's fiber optics. They made a fiber optic hacking system. Chris, stop thing. downplaying everything. It's no, I that that's not the point. I'm not saying like 
I'm not saying this to be like, oh yeah, this is dumb. It more in the sense that like, no, this is a really nifty and novel idea. And also it's more simple. There's than so many other ways, like so many other things that they could be doing. Just any kind of avenue of attack that they could have. Whatever. Yeah, you're being mean to me. Stop yeah, cyberbullying. I'll be mean to the researchers unless that journal is open access. <laughs> so the EA hikes up price. It, I can't tell you if it's um, where it's specifically, but the article does say it's US, UK, South Korea, Singapore, Mexico, and almost everywhere in Europe, Asia, North America. Cool. Oh so mm. an easy way to do it is I went onto Steam DB. And uh, you can see the pluses here. This is Mass Effect or Ass Effect. Haha, <laughs> yeah, it's because of all of the uh, the romance options in that game. That's what yeah. it is, Chris. If you go all the way down to the bottom, the little graph there, you can see the little blip. And it's kind of jumped up. Yeah. It's so we're looking price. at a yeah, Mass Effect collection is now, let's see, in US dollarinos, it is now... $35. What was it previously? It was 35 Canadian. Well, okay. It w it's 46 Canadian dollars now. It was 35 Canadian dollars. I just bought so it on Origin. The board. Um, what's another EA game? Actually, do you know what? Command and Conquer. Because I was speaking about it before. Uh, is that on Steam now? Some of the old ones are. Yeah, it's a flagship title. Battlefield 2? Flagship series. That's an old game. Yeah, they stopped doing it. I remember I uh, Mass Effect in. 1 and 2 were on Steam, but 3 never was. How about Battlefield 3? That's, That's too bad because Mass Effect 3 was the best one in the trilogy. Uh, there's Bad Company 2 beta. Bad Company 2. Uh, <laughs> That's the only well, I'm looking at <laughs> Battlefield 2. Um, that doesn't even have any pricing history. <laughs> <laughs> No one's bought it in 15 years. Okay, um, the Sims. Let's just look at the Sims. Sims I, 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 wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the most money out of the Sims than any of their franchises. They don't because of the soccer games and the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the FIFA is extremely popular. It is. Yeah, it is. FIFA, like, it's, it's gambling for kids. If you know anyone that like, or people that are into FIFA or Madden or whatever, it's like a cult. They have to buy the new one. Everyone has to buy the new one. It's worse than COD. Like, you can't sit out a FIFA release. Gotta have the updated rosters, man. That's worth 60 bucks. They're being EA is being sued in France by, like, uh, several different law firms over those loot boxes in FIFA. Yeah, so, they should be illegal. No, no, they're not loot boxes. Are gambling. They're not loot boxes. They're um, surprise mechanics. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, The Sims, uh, let me do this in Canadian dollars because I am not in the US. The Sims went from a $20 price, which is about 15 US dollars, to $27, which is about 19 US dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like that pause there. It's because you're you're not as uh, you're not as good at numbers, good with numbers as me. I'm oh yeah, Chris. Okay, so what is twenty? Okay, so twenty seven dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Times. No wait. Oh God. <laughs> Times. No, so one Canadian dollar. Sorry, one U.S. dollar equals one point three Canadian dollars. 
Okay. Or one Canadian dollar equals 1.3 Canadian dollars. I'm not looking at the exchange rate, dude. Yeah, I don't one care. One US dollar equals 1.33 Canadian dollars. So do that backwards now for 27 <laughs> Canadian dollars. Uh, how much exactly. is the dollar? Oh, 75%. In, Small, smooth brain. Smooth brain. Wait, no. What are you asking me to do? How much is uh, 27 Canadian in USD? Yeah. Okay, well, it's 75% as much, which means 21 minus uh, 25 cents. 21 minus 25 cents, which is 20.75. Wrong. No, I'm not. It's 19.99. No. But that's how much Steam's selling it for. Because they give it they're giving you a, a few cents for free. Oh, uh, my name's Alex. I'm going to ask about the exchange rate and then give the answer in terms of a price. Shut up, idiot. You're, you're changing. You're altering the deal. I hope your morning, morning ablution is uh, like it was yesterday or this morning. <laughs> yeah, it hurt my butthole. Anyway, um, before we wrap it up, I think. There is one more story, and Andrews the will be deep, no, shut oh, up. No, Andrews will be deeply saddened by this. So, Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar. Oh, he, really? Uh, he worked on apparently every single franchise that they released, and he is the co-founder of the GTA series. Well, obviously, co-founder of Rockstar, and. Um, he is essentially leaving Rockstar after an extended break taken by Hauser that started in the early of 2019. And um, yeah, he's just splitting ways with the company. There's no real reasons given as far as I understand. Uh, let's see. I'm Lost guessing this has Lost. to do with Take Two. Because, uh, yeah, yeah I don't think it says in the thing. Um, Take two are very money hungry, and Rockstar only, uh, well, last decade, they only released two games. Um, mm. Oh no, three games Red Dead Redemption 1, GTA 5, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. That's not going to be enough for, uh, for Take Two. They want annual releases. Yeah. But um, they, Take Two has other, pub, has other developers that can like, release stuff for them. They don't just need Rockstar. Yeah, but uh, they they want quotas. to make as much money as possible. Um, dude, dude, Rockstar games are consistently like the best-selling games of all time. But more do you want? Uh, well, they want that annually. You understand how money works? Yeah, they basically want to. Everyone wants a Call of Duty, or everyone wants a FIFA. Again, yeah, but the, re no the reason that about. the reason that Rockstar games do the numbers that they do is because they're not released annually. So yeah, if you start releasing them annually, you're not going to get the insane numbers that you think so, you want. Frick, we're arguing like devil's advocate. We completely understand. It's just what these yeah. investment firms think, essentially. Like, you yep. get a bunch of old people that have no idea about video games. The Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Like, Release the Nintendo's Wii's again, please, with the I GTA's. God, yes, GTA for the Nintendo Wii. I want to oh, beat God. up hookers with motion controls. Oh, I do think their acquisition of Take, or their acquisition by Take Two, is a big reason for the absolutely disgusting gta online and red dead redemption 2 online ecosphere it's hard uh, it is actually yeah. or, uh, it's always at least publisher. what the the developers have in a roundabout way said yeah because uh they are very anti 
microtransactions and pay to win. Yeah, apart from before GTA 5's online and Red Dead Redemption 2's online, which is basically the same with horses, um, Grand Theft I, can't, I can't think of GTA 5 ever being about microtransactions. So well, not GTA uh, 5, they never GTA. Any single player DLC? No, they didn't. Uh, they were planning on doing it. Uh, apparently, they did record quite a bit for uh, like not the, expansion uh, the single player packs. DLC. Oh no, it was an expansion pack. No, well, that's, saying, that, like, that's disregarding. They, you think about their like their history. Like GTA 4, they've released tons of expansion packs. Red Dead Redemption, they've released tons of expansion. One really good expansion pack. GTA 5, none. And I don't understand why. Yeah, they. Uh, I'd say. Have you seen how much money they made from shark cards in the first year alone? That's the sole GTA reason 5. why they abandoned the uh, the expansion for single player. GTA Five earned more money than the entire MCU combined. Wow! It no. is the best selling entertainment product in history. No, that sounds really wrong. Yeah, no, that, I think that's true. Yeah, no, it's it is the best selling not just video game but like entertainment item in history. Now it's not the best selling franchise. That's Pokemon, but like in terms of one singular object, it is GTA Five. Or if not, yeah, I think it might be Red Dead Redemption. It might be now. No, it isn't. Um, GTA Five is still winning. They are consistently at the top of best-selling games. So is Red 10. Dead Redemption 2 not like second or third? I thought they were pretty high as well. Uh, they're pretty high, but GTA Five I think, is still overall doing better than Red GTA Dead Redemption GTA Five has guns and cars. <laughs> Second, wow. I'm looking it up right now. Thank you for the okay. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best-selling video game of the last four years. Eh... Okay. Uh, who said that? It's not on Steam. Uh, Forbes. Oh, Forbes. Oh, bunch of nerds. That's it's actually so interesting. Like, I and actually looking at the reviews of GTA Five, it's really, really glowing. Um, I, honestly, it's. I think it's the GTA GTA I enjoyed the least was Five. I still haven't played the single player. I played it and then, you know, before, I don't know when it was, but before they stored your games on Steam Cloud, um, I had them locally, reformatted my computer, and I lost all my saves. Oof. So uh, when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to online. And then we played online for a bit and that was that's it. it. Oh, I'm yep. looking at Steam right now. Uh, GTA 5 is currently the eighth best selling game. And that's no, that's not a, that's overall. like four years later, five years. No, later. that that's right now. Oh, and right I was now. Say, it's not even. Yeah, yeah, no, no, because like with all the like the GTA like RP scenes, like No Pixel, and then there's a couple oh, other. Oh God, ones. yeah, those are so weird. Oh, I don't get them. Yeah, a lot of oh, people. is really high up there. Yeah, no, honestly, like the like just that. Those scenes of people trying to get into these like roleplay communities have been. Uh, Big driving factor. People they don't even look fun. That's the problem. It is. Dude, so you know what they are? They're just basically. It's just a ripoff from. Um, there used to be these old Source Engine like Gary's Mod servers where you could just yeah. go roleplay. That's what well, it's I fun. Mean, they just ripped it off from that. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like I feel like No Pixel got there started in like Daisy or something That's silly like that. So it's not even like an original concept. And actually, come to think of it, it wasn't developed by Rockstar. I think that was just like a community mod. Well, yeah. frick, role-playing in a video game isn't an original concept. Hey, have you ever no, heard of the not, uh, role-playing no, it's, game? It's a very specific kind of role-playing. <laughs> it's not just like an RPG where you get a sword and like you find some lolly or something. It's not that kind. What, excuse oh. me? <laughs> oh, uh, mm. <laughs> Yeah, like a lollipop, you know? Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, very illegal. 
but I, I think, I, de- I think out of all the GTAs I've played, which is the GTA London was the first one. Vice City, um, I didn't play four, but I did play. Um, what was the the one set in Chinatown or something? GTA Chinatown. Was oh. it China? Yeah, China Wars, and then um, San Andreas. I would say it's between San Andreas and Vice City. Vice City was really sort of. Um, it had a great atmosphere to it, but San Andreas was like more fun. Jesus Christ. Okay, so I just I just found this article. This is the newest article. It just got released a day or two ago. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is supposed to have its most profitable microtransaction year ever. GTA V is the most successful game of all time. Its popularity keeps growing. In the latest financial report, Take-Two says GTA Online had the biggest December ever and a record year-end quarter both in terms of player count and profit. See, uh, that's the thing I don't get. How is it, like, dude, increasing in popularity this, after these this These numbers long? are insane. Grand Theft Auto Online grew 54% over the past few months. What? Yeah. How no, is that? And, and how? I'm, uh, I'm so, going to say that's uh, one of the big driving factors is probably the role-play scene. Also, <laughs> you're looking at a percent from, it's probably not from its all-time high, but it probably was going down a bunch, and then this RP scene brought it back up. Ah, that could do it. Can you believe Take-Two tried to stop that from happening what uh, why yeah uh, literally gives them money. that's cheating yeah oh. Wait, what do they do oh, yeah yeah take no, two you they, need to uh, do try to shut down open iv or open four or oh, whatever it is that. yeah i remember that yeah you need that in order to install all these role-playing mods but did they so but it, it didn't work right because it, clearly still up well, oh yeah, no. Uh, they retracted the lawsuit and because oh, okay. yeah, they realized notice. they're like, "Oh, dude, we're making way too much money off this. We can't do this." Uh, no, I think it was actually Rockstar who told them to stop. Uh, Rockstar said multiple times, "Like you can mod our games any way you want, as long as it doesn't affect online." Yeah, it's always the publisher's fault. Never blame the devs when this happens. It's always the publisher. Uh, oh, yeah. that's not that's not always true at all. I was gonna say nine times out of ten. Nah, not even. Yeah, do like nine times out of ten. I genuinely cannot think of an exception where it was the publisher, the developer who was uh, the Battlefield Five. What happened with Battlefield 5? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's not get into that. I'll just say Battlefield 5 and leave it at that. Was it the the woman's and my well, video games are bad? Right. Hey, it was trying to What's next on the World other War 2? Oh. I think it was... Was Battlefield 5 trying to wreck on World War 2? Was that the one? Yeah, there was a lot of things that DICE themselves not only did, but they, they doubled down on hard. Oh, I found out the origins of DICE. It's actually pretty interesting. And I found this through... Um, been watching a lot of stuff about Command and Conquer since the remaster thing. Dice actually originates from Westwood because when they bought Westwood and they split one branch off of Westwood, you know, the RTS company, to make an FPS. And then that slowly evolved into Dice, which is, I don't know, I found that interesting. Probably hmm. no one else does. Yeah, it's okay. I'm listening. I know, but you never process it. Yeah, you're right. It just gleams straight off your smooth brain. Damn. Smooth brain. Wait, yeah, he has it's good brain? for deflecting things. Yeah, that's why I'm not sad anymore. Yay, congratulations. Yeah, when yeah, it's brain, it traps and like all the feelings and stuff, it's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it reaches a critical mass and that just kind of... <laughs> Chris, you're reaching critical mass. <laughs> Shut up, Alex! <laughs> <laughs> also, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
So, uh, something about chickens. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> yeah, airplane food. What is, did, did you guys know this? Uh, the, the CEO of NVIDIA is the <laughs> uncle CEO of airplane food. The CEO of NVIDIA <laughs> is the uncle of the CEO of AMD. Oh my God. Oh, that, that was just... around a year ago, and that's what? not what? really what? accurate. It's not, that's not, it's not valid information. <laughs> okay, true. so Frick, Frick will tell, we'll tell you afterwards. So. <laughs> When a mommy so, and a daddy look. No, oh, wait. No, no, wrong talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to our insane <laughs> ramblings. And uh, if you've made it this far, I want to know why. What is wrong so, with you? <laughs> <laughs> I want whatever you're having. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. That reminds me. So, actually, before we leave, um, Extreme Hardware. Is uh, they're doing a giveaway still? Giveaway. <laughs> yeah, we we honestly be talking about that. No, but the funny thing is, literally, 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 first thing in the podcast notes in big letters. Not a single person is going to be listening this far. So um, you don't know that. If <laughs> you if are listening are? this far, if you are listening this far, um, here's your insider no, tip. I'm tempted to like give out my phone number because. <laughs> No, because you don't want. Because, because then I would call you. I was gonna say Ed, uh, Enterprise is gonna call you. <laughs> um, I mean, I know where he lives. Okay, no, okay no, we on. gotta omit that part. <laughs> no, hang on. If you are listening this far, in either the the YouTube comments, any of the other things that we, you know, like on Twitter or on Extreme Hardware, comment about. Just, just say that you listen to the end. Just say oh, no, yes, no, no, I listen it, to the no, end. No, 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 it's got to be funnier than that. Yeah. Um, what's a secret like spy word we can give them to tell us? Just say I. Just say I have. I have. No, just say I have licked an ice cream on a very big skyscraper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a normal thing. No, 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 no. I was gonna say if people listen this far, have them demand to hear the chickens article. Yes, no. if you've listened this, no, that's a good idea. If you've listened this far, we will tell you about the chickens. If you, but you got to talk about the chickens. You got to mention chickens. We have. You just weren't listening. Smooth brain. Yeah, Frick. Smooth what? brain. No, there's only room for one smooth brain and this podcast. What? Brain. Smooth brain off. Anyway. Oh, God. If you've also listened this far, you will know that Extreme Hardware is doing a pretty cool giveaway. They are giving away one thing per month. Wait, shouldn't and... you say we are? Well, yes. <laughs> we are giving away one cool thing per month, and uh, this month it is a power supply unit, also known as a PSU. <laughs> mm, no, it yum. isn't. Yes, it is. Is it a PSU? No, it's the a D-series thing. No, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure the Mini D-frame. Oh, was the... No. oh, no, no, no. no, no. It's a D-frame Mini. The D-frame Mini. It's wait, oh no, wait, you changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Right okay, there. no, I thought it was a PSU. No, it's, it's I want the PSU. That you was kill. on my mind. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> March is the PSU. March is, is the one that I want. Yeah, the no, no. Mini is the one that Simmons wants because yes. it looks like a roll cage. And funny enough, I heard you talk about that on last week's episode's recording. Wait, you listened to it? What's wrong yes, with I you? did. Because <laughs> I wasn't here yet, jackass. <laughs> Why why you had to catch up with all the lore. Yeah. So anyway. Lore. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, it's onto the D-Frame Mini. It's a pretty damn cool case. Zero airflow op, uh, issues. 
uh, <laughs> lots of crash safety rating and um put your pc in it roll it down a hill and the airbags won't go off so i want something without any crash safety Every time it bounces um, 10 gigahertz. Actually, I could probably recommend you several brands that have no crash safety, but we're not going to do that right now. Yes, <laughs> I want the car that will kill me. No, no, we're talking about computer cases right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, go on to the Extreme Hardware Forum. There will be a link in the uh, the YouTube video or the whichever medium you listen to the podcast on. Click on it. Enter, it's pretty easy. Your chances are actually hugely good. So uh, you want a free case? That's built really well. Looks pretty cool. Do it. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining Big Boy Babushka Chris. Yeah, that's me. How much are you going to edit out? About 500 pounds, so all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Mute me, daddy. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, um, Simmons. Please stay away from your brother. And wow, um, yeah, it's a it's an Alabama joke, by the way. Ah, yeah, Alabama, yeah. it's funny because Alabama. And Frick, I'm disappointed you haven't ordered a pizza on National Pizza Day. I got a free. I posted the free offer. Yeah, yeah, he got. Yeah, he got a Blaze pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. The chat. I'm less disappointed in you. <laughs> Alex, I'm disappointed and, in you for not listening to our pal. Um, that's fine. You can be disappointed in me. Yeah, okay. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. I hope you have smooth brains. And... <laughs> Is that an insult? I don't, I don't know. know. I was, like, was going to say, I hope you have a wrinkly brain, but that means you're sad. So. Yeah. I don't want anybody to be sad. Sad is bad. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, I'm looking up. Uh, wonderful. Smooth brain is a slur. No, Frick, stop! I'm doing the outro now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Frick, you're done talking. Stop. Very smooth. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Goodbye. Yes. Smooth brains look like chicken. What? Oh. <laughs> Say goodbye, Chris. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm scared and confused. Say the words goodbye. Ah! <laughs>